This is the Business Marketing and Finance Podcast. The podcast for all your business marketing and financial needs. Get insight from experienced professionals as they delve deep into their passions and share their knowledge each week with your host, Daryl James. Like to follow or learn more? You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button now. Welcome everyone, this is this week's BMF Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl James, and I'm here today with a good friend of mine, Jermaine Bowen-Smith, husband, father, life coach, and mentor to young people for well over 12 years. Welcome, Jermaine, to Business Marketing and Finance Podcast. Ah, thank you, man. Thank you for having me on here. Yeah, fantastic, man. Now, as we all know, while being out in the world, working on our business is all good, but your home life is important too. Getting that balance right can be hard sometimes, and the scale can often tip in the other direction. Jermaine, can you tell us about your journey and what it was like growing up and how you made the turning point to where you are today? Okay, so growing up, um, no special story in growing up, really. I'd like to say that, you know, it was some traumatic experience. No, I wouldn't want to say that, actually. <laughs> but um, there was nothing traumatic apart from uh, growing up in a single-parent household. Um, so, actually, when I think about it, one of the traumatic things we could say from that event is... Yeah. Uh, Born and raised in church, mm. uh, parents, um, associate pastors of a church that was well growing, well developing, well known within the community. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, um, my dad um, had a moment of weakness, I'm going to call it, um, and as a result of that, was unfaithful to my mum. As a result of that, that separated their marriage and their relationship. Mm-hmm. So that entered me into the world um, from the age of, I believe, six into mm-hmm. divorce. So from a young age, you're learning about a divorce um, mm. from a very young age, like some other people have. Mm. Mm. Um, and so that was my kind of springboard into relationships. Mm. Um, and I, an eye-opener that um, nothing lasts forever. I mm-hmm. think when you're six-year-old and you're growing up, you yeah, think my yeah. parents will be together forever. Um, and having that was kind of um, my first kind of hit at, this isn't always um, a done deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then growing up from there, um, like anybody, into relationships, out of relationships, mm-hmm. you, you kind of go through that stage, particularly us in Birmingham, um, thinking that, you know, you're cool, especially the music scene for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a point where I was doing some music with my brother mm-hmm. and was working with um, a company that was developing a label. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of think you're hot property. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously with that kind of music and that um, level brings some responsibility where you think... Um, that you're hot to all the ladies. Mm. And so we entered into relationships yeah. um, because we could mm-hmm. um, and not understanding much about them. Um, mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, a couple of years later, myself and you met, mm-hmm. did music there, developed from there. Mm-hmm. And um, on that journey, that's where I met my wife, mm-hmm. um, interestingly enough. Um, and the rest is, as they say, is history. We've been married now. Uh, in September for 10 years okay nice been congratulations to, yeah thank you we're not there yet though I can change I'm, I'm joking guys I'm joking <laughs> um, but yeah we've been together for 10 years September we've been yeah. together um, dating including marriage for uh, just over 15 wow yeah wow. so um, it's been an extremely long time I'm not going to divulge my age because it's none of your business <laughs> but um, yeah so we've been together for some time and now we've been married we've got two beautiful children two mm-hmm. boys um, and so that kind of really opened up my eyes to um, relationships. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Everyone um, at my age growing up was getting into relationships. Mm-hmm. So you was kind of going to a wedding mm-hmm. every other month or every mm-hmm. other year, which mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all was excited. And then 
you know, different people going through different situations in their relationship where children divorce and passing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel no one was talking about it. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't feel that nobody was teaching us about it. Mm -hmm. um, as a young guy, um, I reverted back to remembering my parents separating. Mm -hmm. And naturally, you kind of think, well, that's not the future I want. Mm. But who do you go to to talk about it if yeah. no one's talking about it? Very you true. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it can be quite a scary thing. I mean, if you're spending a lot of time with somebody mm -hmm. and they know your deepest, darkest secrets mm -hmm. and they know a lot about you mm -hmm. and then you separate, mm -hmm. it kind of it kind of just like tears a hole. Yeah. So um, for me, I saw friends going through it, um, mm -hmm. friends getting into marriage, mm -hmm. but still there's no one having that conversation mm -hmm. of, all right, how do you secure yourself, mm -hmm. each other, and the positive future, yeah. and um, and so a brother was kind of um, born yeah. uh, from that moment. So, could you tell us a bit, little bit more about a brother? Like you spoke in terms of like the journey, in terms of how to get how you got to where you are today with a brother, and what made you make that step? Well, how it came about, or what it is. What or, it is, yeah. Uh, so scary enough. Independent. I mean, I'm a, I'm from a church background. Um, so a brother to me came to me, which is scary before I was married. Mm. And this came to me in 2000 and, I believe it was 2006. Okay. Um, the idea of um, a relationship mentoring. Mm -hmm. But I dismissed it because mm -hmm. I wasn't married. So mm -hmm. why would I kind of like develop a business around marriage and um, you're not even have it, you're not even in one. Yeah. I think not far after that, I was, um, I was in a relationship with someone for three years mm -hmm. um, who I kind of thought I would marry. Mm -hmm. um, and then we broke apart. So in my head, I was thinking, I don't want to get married because, you know, Chris Brown said, these people ain't loyal. <laughs> but um, I'm not going to use all them words. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a brother, what, what a brother is, it's a coaching um, mm -hmm. platform. Um, and also it's the best practice one. Mm -hmm. And what that does is... As a coach myself, um, mm -hmm. I sit down with couples um, or individuals mm -hmm. and we kind of look at um, relationships or marriage from their point. So it's not just for married couples. Okay. Uh, yeah. A brother is about anybody in a relationship mm -hmm. who wants to develop and grow. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we do with that is we will sit down in a coaching manner mm -hmm. and we'll find out what your goal is. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you're in a relationship. Do you want to get married? Mm -hmm. Do you want to have kids? Mm -hmm. Do you and your partner want to be developing a business? Mm -hmm. um, what is it that you want? So one of the first things we look at is your why. Mm -hmm. Why are you together? Yeah. Um, and we would also look at the why and try to eliminate, which is risky, but I try and do it, mm -hmm. is let's eliminate the word because I love him. Okay. Because yeah. it's an emotion, it's a feeling. I agree. Um, so you can love them now, but then when, you know, the situation gets hot, you might not feel the same way. Mm -hmm. In fact, you won't feel the same way. <laughs> Let's be, that's just playing mildly. Mm -hmm. So what do you do when the love mm -hmm. um, is no longer your why? Mm -hmm. So what's next? Mm -hmm. um, and then we will explore it. Now, the, the practice isn't to destroy a relationship. Mm -hmm. The practice is, let's look at what makes it a relationship in the first place. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying um, because the sex is great, that's great. But then what happens when one of you doesn't work no more? Mm -hmm. What happens when you know um, you're unfortunately mm -hmm. sickness takes you and you can't? Mm -hmm. What what's your understanding of relationships and what's your why? Yeah. So as a, a coach, we would definitely break down every barrier and every area of why do you want a relationship? Mm -hmm. Then we would look at goal setting. So mm -hmm. actually, you want a relationship that makes you smile every day, mm. that makes you warm every day and whatever way you describe being warm. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's break down what does that look from practical sense mm -hmm. and how can that work? So mm -hmm. if it means 
that you've got to learn on fulfilling yourself mm. and that person isn't an, an, um, an additive, an additive, an, an episode of someone that adds to that, mm-hmm. then that's great. Let's look at that. Mm. If it's someone who can um, really just enhance you as a person, but you're also enhancing them, mm-hmm. then let's look at what that looks like in layman's terms. Yeah. yeah. Rather than just saying, oh, I just want someone who's always going to be there for me. Yeah. yeah. We'll get a cat. You know what I mean? Like, why does it have to be a partner? Mm-hmm. So we look at and break down um, exactly what it really means mm-hmm. to be in a relationship, why you want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And the other question is how long? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the, it's sad but true, but, you know, statistically now some couples in their 70s mm-hmm. are now looking at each other saying, I want a divorce. Mm-hmm. And these are people that have been married like our lifetime mm-hmm. who are now considering divorce. Mm-hmm. That's a generation that people yeah. said we will stay together whether we hate each other or not. Yeah, yeah. We're now looking at options and saying, actually, yeah. I can get out of this. So do you, do you think, like, I mean, you mentioned, um, you know, older generation in their 70s. Do you think the internet has, has played a part in that? Because I look at, like, you know, my grandparents and um, other older members of my family and they would stay together forever come what made didn't, didn't matter who did what yeah. they would just stay together through thick and thin and I'm just curious if you think the internet has anything to do with like the change today where people in their 60s and their 70s are now saying well you know what maybe there's more out there maybe I don't want to be with you maybe I've changed as a person and do you think that that has encouraged people to, uh, to uh, drift away or not think, be as steadfast or what oh, what's your take on that I think the internet definitely plays a part yeah I think society plays a massive part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think how we are in society has also changed. So our grandparents' day, um, days, if they had a dress that was um, higher than the knee, mm-hmm. that was almost seen as porn. Mm-hmm. Now you go onto the internet, particularly something like Instagram, mm-hmm. and everything is above... <laughs> but you, you see more knees than you see in the clothing. <laughs> like, you don't need to use your imagination anymore. Yeah. Um, it's right there in front of you. In fact, the buffet is um, is open and yeah. it doesn't close. Um, <laughs> and that's just visually, okay? Yeah. And then you've got um, people who are, I would say, a bit more experimental, mm-hmm. where they're just open to say, you know what, I know I'm in a relationship, but I just want to try something with you mm. like you've got apps that encourage cheating mm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. in our parents days first of all there was no internet mm. Um, mm. there wasn't even any phones so yeah. in their day and age their relationship was completely bound on trust that's it yeah. um, and so when he walked out that door she walked out that door yeah. you trusted that they would do right by you and come back yeah um, nowadays uh, you know so if they went out and cheated then you know that was upsetting now they don't even have to leave their bedroom to cheat they can pick up their mobile phone mm. and text Lucy on Instagram mm. or she can text Charles on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I think from the internet's perspective, mm. that has a massive impact or social media has a massive mm-hmm. impact on how it is. Mm. I think also, um, and I'm not dissing this person, mm. I have to be very clear, mm. um, but people like Beyonce, artists like that, mm-hmm. who first empowered women mm-hmm. would get a ring on it, mm-hmm. um, which was a really great song. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women kind of grew from that mm-hmm. um, and say, you got to respect, which is right, you have to respect me. Mm-hmm. Then she went and got married and forgot all about, put a ring on it. Um, <laughs> but a lot of women, particularly, um, you know, that stay-at-home mum kind of person, yeah, yeah. it's that kind of, um, I'm an independent woman, I don't need nothing from nobody. So she's the mum, she's the dad, mm-hmm. she's the mm-hmm. housekeeper. Mm-hmm. A lot more women are kind of driven to go for that um that look in terms of wages mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. having their own accommodation on their own houses, their mm-hmm. own car, mm-hmm. almost saying, I have everything. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do for me? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then you've got guys, and, I, and this I feel passionate about this one is, mm-hmm. I feel like particularly guys get a lot of bashing. Mm. Um, even from other guys, like I was watching something recently of um, Steve Harvey, mm-hmm. where um, he was breaking down stereotypes by saying, you know, if your man is got his phone upside down, mm-hmm. he's cheating. Mm-hmm. If a guy says he's doing this, he's not loyal. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'm not cheating and my phone's down mm-hmm. because I don't want the screen to break. You know, um, some of the attributes he was saying, mm-hmm. some might be true, but unfortunately, not all of them are. Yeah, it was it was it was making generic statements that yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, it yeah. Just didn't apply for every single person. Not at all, and, yeah. and and it's not just him, but there's so many people that put that seed out there. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. guys hear this stuff and mm-hmm. they start thinking, well, actually, I can't find a woman because she's heard fifty of these different people speaking mm-hmm. about how men are. Mm-hmm. So by the time I come to talk to her correctly, mm-hmm. she's already got a perception of well, you're just like. Yeah, yeah, these yeah, guys. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now our relationships are kind of um, in problems because mm. there's too much information out there. The mm. information is flooding their heads. Where it's yeah. a case of, um, no, don't trust him because he's on the bus. Mm. He doesn't drive. Mm. What man doesn't drive at thirty or mm. forty or fifty? Mm. A man that doesn't want to. Mm. Uh, he's always at his mum's. Mm. That shows that he's loyal to his mum. Mm. No, he's a mama's boy. Mm. So what? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what What do you want from him? Yeah. So I think guys get a lot of bashing as well. And as a result of that, mm-hmm. some guys don't want to be labelled. Mm. So it's sometimes it's, it's easier to do what's expected. Mm. You're going to cheat? All right, fine, no, I'm going to cheat. Because for every two women that say, I want a good man, mm-hmm. there's five women out there that would say, I'll just take him. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and if a guy's kind of hurt and broken as well, mm. or he's having some problems, then... Um, Again, and again, what we talked about in the brother, where does he go to talk about it? Especially yeah. if we've got such an ego trip. Mm. Like, guys don't talk. We're only just really talking now about mental health. Yeah, yeah. And mental health has been going for years. Definitely. And now more guys are talking about it and saying, actually, I'm suffering with depression. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, what about our fathers who couldn't talk about that, mm-hmm. who we've learned from, mm-hmm. and we've learned their behaviours? Mm-hmm. So I do think that these are the things, the problems that um, prevent relationships from growing and people developing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you touched on like us having like information overload, and I, I do think that's a that's a big thing because yes, you you know while our parents or grandparents was growing up, they had their parents and you know just a few select peers that were kind of doing the same thing. So they were all sticking together. They were all um, you know get married. The man pretty much goes to work. You're not seen for twelve hours. You had to trust him, like you said. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be communicating with him for the whole twelve hours. You literally would just see him when he comes, like, yeah. like expecting his, his dinner and his his big piece of chicken. Mm-hmm. Whereas today, you know, you you can talk to your spouse or to your loved one like every hour if you wanted to yeah. via text messages or WhatsApp or whichever. Yeah. Do you find that couples come to you and they they say that they struggle with? Um, having intimacy issues not necessarily sex but just real togetherness because they they typically are kind of juggling 10 things at once like you know they're at work but they're still texting and there's no real concentration and, and quality time being spent if you will and then they come home and then the kids are then you know um, running up and down and things like that and then there's no real time for them do you find couples come to you with that at all just from the hectic life <laughs> There's so much different things couples come with. Mm. Um, interesting enough, when we started a Brava, I thought in my head, because women are so vocal about relationships, mm-hmm. there'd be more women. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more men that come mm. um, to a Brava for mm-hmm. support, particularly, particularly a lot of uh, men who don't want to come with their partner or their wives. Mm-hmm. So they will say, you know what, I just need some advice mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, some of the, I would, if I had to have a top 
five list. Mm-hmm. Usually it is about trust. Mm-hmm. It usually is about um, identity, um, finance, mm-hmm. and um, very little intimacy. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're still in the stage where people are quite private about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the last one is probably, um, did I say finance already? I did say finance. Yeah. I would say the last one is probably um, about um, parenting. Okay. Um, Mixed views on parenting, like standards on, on parenting. I or? think when when it comes to parenting, it's sometimes mm. um, the mom has one way of parenting, mm. the dad has another. Mm. Um, is that is that especially when the um, you might have different backgrounds, different cultures? So sometimes let's say a lady from you know Philippines, a guy yeah. from New York, and then they're together, and then now they've got two different upbringings, so they've come together and they're trying to bring up one child, but have different completely different views just based on how their parents brought them up it's a mixture so one mm. could be um for instance a an english couple mm-hmm. and dad talks too harsh to him mm. so dad would be like you sit down there mm. where mom would be more like no let's find out why he's not sitting down mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. so one would be like let's talk about this mm-hmm. but one's more like barking orders mm-hmm. the other one is mixed families mm-hmm. so usually a guy has um met a woman who's got kids already mm-hmm. And the kids are not respectful to him mm-hmm. or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that causes a massive issue because they're not the biological parent. Mm-hmm. But and they expect the same kind of um, treatment as if they were. Mm-hmm. But that just causes a lot of conflict in the household. Mm-hmm. So usually that's one of the ones I also get. Mm-hmm. Which also is one of the number one breakups for a lot of couples. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Is in Okay, so can you give us a testimony of a couple um, that went through the change of, your, of the program, of one of the programs that you do? They came to you, um, they wanted to escape from where they were, but then they arrived at somewhere really great after going through the process with yourself, with a brother. No, because a brother, I mean, some of them are still going through, it's still uh, fairly new. Okay. Um, so most of the couples that I worked with were kind of still working out the changes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I also, what we do, I do though, particularly for myself, is I wouldn't work on, I mean, because every couple is different, mm-hmm. um, but I wouldn't want to work with a couple and tell them something that I wouldn't want to learn myself and adapt myself. Mm-hmm. So me and my wife were constantly kind of going through uh, coaching ourselves mm-hmm. in terms of learning and developing and how things will work for each other. Because mm-hmm. so, I can only think as a guy, mm-hmm. she can only think as a woman. So um, one of the things that I practice with us and then when I do work with couples, mm-hmm. I use with them mm-hmm. is the um, power of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say the only testimony would probably be ourselves currently mm-hmm. but um, there are some couples that I'm talking with who are coming towards the end of it mm-hmm. so hopefully now next time we do this yeah, yeah. Uh, I could probably invite one of them to come and talk for themselves oh cool with you yeah. and how long does a because um, you do like one to one type yeah. sessions as well as one to couple sessions and how long does a particular session last so all coaching sessions about an hour mm-hmm. um, anything more than that would be overkill and um you can't really process it. So mm-hmm. really, it's an, um, an hour session. Mm-hmm. For most time, you're doing some real development work for 45 minutes because mm-hmm. that's the best time most people can really absorb and take things in. Mm-hmm. Anything after that, I think sometimes it becomes white noise mm-hmm. and that person's mouth just moving and you're not really taking it in. Especially if you're in a coaching session yeah. and that session's about yourself. Okay. Because if the session's about yourself and you've identified your shortcomings, mm-hmm. um your brain's going to start processing it while that session's on. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to take in all the information because mm. 
you're looking at your value system. Actually, mm-hmm. is that person right or mm-hmm. am I wrong? Mm-hmm. No, I feel unjustified. So there's different things um, that go through it. Mm-hmm. So we look at about six sessions. Mm-hmm. If anyone needs any more, then obviously we look at doing that. Mm-hmm. But most sessions are about six sessions. And are these weekly sessions or monthly or uh, fortnightly? Fortnightly. Yeah. yeah. But it depends on the couple. So no, mm-hmm. no sessions the same for anybody. Mm-hmm. Some sessions might be a case of actually you need to be seen weekly for a period of time. Yeah, yeah. Some couples, it's a case of let's see each other fortnightly because what we've discussed, you guys got to work on, mm-hmm. and you can't do that in a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in a fortnight, you can take enough notes to come back and say. Well, actually, here's what I've learned. Mm-hmm. So, couples, you know, I, I'm understanding that they, they will come to you as, as a as a you know together, but then they they may have individual needs, yeah, or individual issues that need to be sorted out. So, I know when we was talking, one of the times you you spoke to me about a woman who has father issues, mm-hmm. um, which is now seeping into their relationship together. Now. It helps the husband, I guess, understand mm. what's happening, but there may be some one-to-one help that she needs to actually sort out, yeah. um, you know, what's what's happened over the, her childhood and um, coming into adult life. So how do you deal with that? Coaching, um, like we said before, coaching can only do so much. So mm-hmm. um, coaching is always about empowerment and growth mm-hmm. um, and helping somebody turn unbelief into belief. Mm. I think, but um, things like counselling and therapy will always have its position, place, and it's always needed. Mm-hmm. So, for someone, for example, the woman who um, might have daddy issues, mm-hmm. um, it's identifying what them daddy issues are and how it's impacting the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if it's a, a daddy issues where daddy did such a poor or bad example of um, manhood mm-hmm. to her, mm-hmm. and she sees some of them traits in her husband, mm-hmm. and now is in a position where she can. Kind of like, when she was a child, you can't really argue with your parents. You can't really say your piece. Mm-hmm. But now you as an adult, mm-hmm. you can. And if your partner's doing some traits that look a bit too much like daddy, mm-hmm. and you're in a position where actually I'm going to argue this through, mm-hmm. that can cause a massive divide in the relationship. You mm-hmm. can have separation and stuff. And before you know it, you're divorced. Mm-hmm. So someone like that, I would say, would definitely need some counselling. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's identifying, well, first of all, do they recognise it themselves? Mm. Do you see that actually these issues are causing issues in your relationship? Mm-hmm. Second of all, um, and it doesn't just have to be um, a woman, it could be other guy as well. So do you identify what the issues are? Mm-hmm. Do you understand how it's hurting your relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, but before you even come to do understand how it's hurting your relationship, mm-hmm. how is it impacting you? Mm-hmm. So from a counselling perspective, that would have to be unpacked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it would have to be a case of, but now we've unpacked it, you've got to rebuild it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when, again, the coaching can come in because it is mm-hmm. about building and developing. Mm-hmm. Um, and my background, because I'm um, a, co- um, a counsellor as well, although mm-hmm. I don't really wear the hat, mm-hmm. um, I'm not a practitioner counsellor, but I've been trained in counselling methods as well. Mm-hmm. So I can understand when someone needs to go through that counselling mm-hmm. phase mm-hmm. where I can say to them, actually, you need some support on this. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it's coaching, I can definitely say, this is something that we need to write out. So mm-hmm. let's draw the plan, let's what the issues are you've mm-hmm. unpacked it now that you know that it's daddy issues mm-hmm. how does that look how does he feel how does she feel yeah all right now let's build from here like mm-hmm. this is now the beginning mm-hmm. not the start well is the start but this is the beginning of the new relationship now mm-hmm. because you're wearing a different way of seeing things yeah, yeah yeah looking through a different set of glasses yeah yeah okay do you believe that everybody should be in a relationship now, not talking from a timing point of view, but mm. then, you know, I've always heard that, you know, some people just probably should never be in a relationship. 
just based on you know they seem to not really do well in them. What what's your take on that? Who at, at the risk of knocking down my brand, um, <laughs> I'm 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 gonna say this now. Yeah. Um, this is Jermaine speaking. Uh huh. Not a brother. Do I believe that everybody should be in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I think um, numbers-wise, uh, men outweigh um, more we- women outweigh more than more men than women do. So there's more women than there is men. So if every woman was to get with a man, it means that some women would be without one. Mm-hmm. So from facts of that, no. Um, I think some people, unfortunately. Um, are too selfish mm. um, and like themselves way too much mm-hmm. to open the door to allow somebody to be part of their life. Mm. Um, and mm. so they almost convince themselves that they need a relationship because everybody else is in one. Mm-hmm. And it looks weird that, you, you know, you're a certain age, you ain't got no kids, you're not with a partner. Mm. So it's like, I better get all this mm. just to fit in. Mm. And reality-wise, it's, it's not you. Social pressure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't want to get churchy, um, but it was something that I booked up on ages ago and I laughed and I tried to contact a friend about it mm-hmm. and we laughed about it too and was like, mm, it's not really talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a part, don't quote me now, I've got to look for it. Um, <laughs> we put it in the, um, the t- information. Okay. But I'm sure there's a part we found in the Bible where it says that some people were um, gifted to be single. Okay. Which means that don't look at being single as a problem, mm-hmm. but it's a gift. Yeah. It's not a gift that I hold, and I don't think I want one. But he does mention that for some people, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a gift, yeah. which um, I've not actually done no research on I, yet. I think, I think, I think, I, I think, I, like if my memory serves me correctly from you know the 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 that book, um, I think it may be Galatians that you're could talking be. about. It could yeah. be. I think you're talking about Galatians. I think it was Paul writing to writing one of his letters yes. to the Galatians, if, if memory serves correctly. But that was that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I some some people talk about. Usually, I'm from the from the church world. Some people would say, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. That's, yeah. it's not the same context of being in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so should everyone be in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think everyone's kitted to be mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, no more different to not everyone's kitted to be a parent mm-hmm. um, or to be an entrepreneur. It's mm-hmm. hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some people should just be. And it sounds really bad me saying it, but it's true. Mm. Some people are just good, good at being good grafters mm-hmm. in supporting mm. um, building. Oh yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so my answer on that one is um, no. I don't think everyone is suitable or built for a relationship. And for the ones that are suitable and built for a relationship, would you say there is such a thing as a soulmate, or would you say it's somebody who's the most compatible for you, who you are, to help you get to where you need to in life? How would you, how, how would you, like, when I was younger, I know I used to believe in soulmates. I know that for a fact. And, you know, now as you get older, you see that many people go through different relationships and they thought it was their soulmate. Mm. And then it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't um, continue to, you know, to grow. Mm. They end up, you know, getting divorced or they end up parting ways or whichever. And I'm just wondering on your take now, you know, especially with the company, how you feel about soulmates. Before the company and during the company, my uh-huh. view hasn't really changed. Okay. I personally don't believe in soulmates. Okay. Um, I don't, I shouldn't say I don't, because everyone's different, so everyone's open to their own opinion mm-hmm. and interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I believe that there's that one person out there that was designed and made for that one person specifically? Mm-hmm. I don't really do believe that's true. Um, okay. Because we change, mm-hmm. um, everyone changes so much mm-hmm. that that person would have to be so 
in sync and adaptable mm. to you and your needs and who you are and what you're going through that mm-hmm. that means they were grafted and mm-hmm. designed specifically for your needs as you were designed for them mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think I've come across a couple yet who is that entrenched and gift, gifted mm-hmm. and entwined in their relationship where it's 100% like we don't ever argue because I was born for you you know what I mean? <laughs> I've not yet come across that yeah. I think you change I mean one of the things we say is we, say is we know who you are mm-hmm. who obviously you ask mm-hmm. who you want to be mm-hmm. there's always that door that you don't know who you are yet mm-hmm. and that's usually sometimes linked to trauma so mm-hmm. someone who's very close to you or someone very significant to you passes or something happened to them mm. that you wasn't prepared for or aware of mm-hmm. you naturally change because that door's now been opened so yeah. now it outcomes this person who you don't know yeah so how can somebody who was designed for me mm-hmm. be prepared for that person if mm-hmm. I don't know who that person is mm-hmm. so it's difficult for them to say actually I was designed to, especially for this moment mm-hmm. <laughs> okay well I'm, you better, you're going to have to teach me through then because yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't got a clue who this person is mm-hmm. so bit long-winded for that answer but no 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 it's, yeah it's no no I totally don't um I shouldn't say totally but I totally totally don't believe that yeah. there's a soul in soulmates unfortunately okay now you mentioned earlier just going on that talking about people um giving into social pressure now I would assume or I'd understand at least that in the church that there is a lot of social pressure with that in terms yeah. of getting married having kids not being on the shelf not being too old before you get married and all of that type of thing especially for the men in church because you know my my understanding and my experience in in church has been that there's a shortage of men in churches. Mm. So if there's a shortage of men in church, then there's a pressure not only from um, you know behaving yourself while you're in church mm. type of um, pressure, I guess. But then there's also the pressure of um, you know you're gonna have a lot of women's eyes on you because you're yeah. like a hot commodity now. There's not many of you there, especially worse if like you know you're in ministry in the yeah. church. Ooh. So. In, in that sense, would you say that people sometimes get with the, how can I put it, they get married too quickly in churches? Have you found that in a brother? It's funny you say that. Me and my wife literally had this conversation a few days ago, mm. like literally. Um, and I said, um, in any, um, I don't think it's just church, I think any religious setting. Okay. I think the pressure is on them way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's because... Um, understandable by you know by the um the religion that you follow mm-hmm. there's a massive part in there that talks about being married and having a wife and husband and all that stuff mm-hmm. and i think because you want um we all got sexual desires mm-hmm. um and so especially when you're younger and you're in church and you see someone who looks the part and you're thinking yeah that looks nice mm. i think what happens is um we think too much of our situation and not with our head mm-hmm. so we look through the eyes of I can't remember who said this now on speaker, mm-hmm. but he was saying that sometimes we look through the eyes of um, binoculars and not a telescope. Telescope will see further along mm-hmm. where binoculars will only see such a distance. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened is we, um, when we look through the binoculars of here and now, mm-hmm. we look at, okay, that person looks great. I'm in my prime. Mm-hmm. She looks fit. He mm-hmm. looks fit. Um, let's have, mm-hmm. let's get, let's get married and let's have loads of kids and loads of babies. Mm-hmm. Um, She's thinking about, when she sees him, she's thinking, oh, let's get married and mm-hmm. have all this family. And he's thinking, how good would she be in bed? Mm-hmm. And so the, the two don't collide mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And then when he feels his part of sexual um, sex and thinks, oh, this is great, but there's not much more worth value from her. Mm-hmm. And then she might be thinking, great, we've done the deed now. He's mm-hmm. going to be a great dad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you haven't explored each other's background. So mm-hmm. um, I'm coming off subject, but I'll come back onto it. Mm-hmm. One of the things I hate when people say is just be a man mm-hmm. um, or he needs to be a man. Mm-hmm. And it's, I've always said, well, explain to me his world of a man. So if his dad has been a cheat, mm-hmm. his dad was a drug pusher and mm-hmm. was never at home and this, that and the other, mm-hmm. and that's the view of a man he always saw, mm-hmm. then that's the kind of man he's going to be. Or he's the kind of man he's going to see in his life and try and work away from being. Mm-hmm. So he's going to grow up thinking, I'm either going to be like my dad mm-hmm. or I'm going to try my best not to be like my mm-hmm. dad. Mm-hmm. But either way, there's a conflict. Yeah. Because yeah. if he follows his dad, mm-hmm. then he's like just like your dad. If you don't follow your dad, it's that conflict of trying to distance myself of that image of my dad so much mm. that if I make one slip up mm. and someone brings me back to, oh, you're just like your dad, mm. then all that work has been totally in vain for nothing. Mm. So for a guy, there's always that level of conflict and that's mm-hmm. obviously going to bring its own dramas and issues in itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she marries a guy mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um, and they're trying to build an empire and they haven't discussed their goals, mm-hmm. so what are we getting married for? because I love you, you look good, we're in church together, that's great. Mm-hmm. All right, what happens beyond that? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have kids, all right, cool. But then what? Mm. You know, I want to be a businessman, mm. and I want to be a businessman in, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I want to be a nurse in Bromsgrove. Yeah. All right, well, then how's this going to work? Because someone's got to give up that dream. Conflict, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Which is an interesting point, because how do you deal with people that want two completely different things? You know, you've got um, Miss, Miss Pamela, who wants to be a scientist in Boston, and then you've got you know, Derek, who wants to just be a teacher in Birmingham, you know, how, how do they work that out? Do they say, okay, well, you still live over in Boston and do you research and work in a science lab and, mm. you know, we, we support each other as best we can because we have the internet, we have iPads, we have, you know, FaceTime and all of that. We do a long distance relationship. Or do you say, okay, well, one of them does have to, like you says, does one of them have to give up one of their dreams? I think this is the beauty about being a coach is um, I take no responsibility. Mm-hmm but I'm accountable. Mm-hmm. So whatever direction that that couple makes and the choices that they make, that's them making that choice, but it's me supporting them on that choice. Okay. Um, so if a couple did come to that situation mm-hmm. of one wants to go to one side of the world and the other wants to go to the other, mm-hmm. again, it's be a complete conversation of let's explore that. Mm-hmm. So um, you're going to go to work in Canada and work and do this job over there. She wants to work locally and do mm-hmm. this. Let's explore short, um, long distance relationships. Mm-hmm. What's your view on it? Mm-hmm. You know, because for some couples it absolutely works. Mm-hmm. There's a couple who I, um, I wasn't working with, but I'm, I was friend with friends with, mm-hmm. and he was working in Saudi Arabia, and mm-hmm. she was living over here with the kids. Mm-hmm. And although it was difficult, they was able to sustain it for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they said, you know what? Let's all move in one country, and they did. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. unfortunate, but that's the choice they made. Yeah. Um, but I would say to any couple, um, and it's ones that. I don't hear a lot of in couples is what's your goal mm. that if you've got to de- definitely identify what your goals is as a couple mm-hmm. early on mm-hmm. and regular mm. um, otherwise you'll just live like the wind mm-hmm. so one day you might wake up and be like you know what here's what I want to do today mm-hmm. or she might wake up and be like actually we're going to do this instead today mm-hmm. and that again will cause conflict so if you if you know what you're identifying and working towards that would always make a difference mm-hmm. one of the examples I would always say is a couple who were getting married, mm-hmm. they set a goal straight away. Mm-hmm. We're getting married. We've got to save X amount of money. Mm-hmm. So they were aware of the sacrifices because mm-hmm. what they started doing is they don't go out anymore. Or mm-hmm. I'm not doing this anymore. Or I've got £20, but I've got to save so much money. So 
I'll spend two and I'll save the rest. Yeah, yeah. There's levels of sacrifices and there's levels of things that they do mm-hmm. because they're aware of their goal. Their mm-hmm. goal is they want to get married on this date. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost this much. So they set a goal, they make a plan. For some it works, for some it don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after they get married, they walk down the aisle, they have fun times. Mm-hmm. Them kind of plans drift mm-hmm. and it comes less and less mm-hmm. or non-existent. Mm-hmm. Like the, I mean, I used to, um, we used to joke and say like the, the new couples that just got married kind of used to do my head in. Okay. Because they're so excited and passionate and be like, you we're going to do everything, we're going to change the world. Mm-hmm. And three years later into marriage, you're like, how's it going? Oh, man. They got on my nerves, man. <laughs> but I can't stand him. Mm-hmm. And it's the case of, wow, yeah, man, that's early love because the endorphins are opened. Mm-hmm. Now, a year and a half later, it's mm-hmm. a case of, mm, not so much. And, uh, you know, you, you learn a bit, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, again, with couples, in order to kind of figure out... Um, how to make a situation like that work, mm-hmm. my advice would be um, is setting goals. Mm-hmm. It's setting goals um, that are realistic mm-hmm. um, and practical. It's mm-hmm. asking the questions, even the scary ones. Mm-hmm. So actually, if we have a long-distance relationship, would it work? Mm-hmm. What are we going to give up? Mm-hmm. Um, it obviously, it means face-to-face time, but mm-hmm. does it mean we can save money and like, one, we can travel over and do different things? Mm-hmm. Um or can we try it for a year and mm-hmm. at least it gets out of your system and then come back yeah, at least yeah. you've done it. Yeah. So there's a world of different things that um, couples could try. I mean, um, one of the couples um, I coached before um, was a sexless marriage. Okay. Um, and they were happy. Um, and they weren't that old neither. I'd say they're probably in their 40s. Um, but they were happy um, not to have a um, sex marriage. But for some couples they might struggle with that and be like no that's not what we want that's not acceptable yeah so just touching on that in terms of you saying that they were happy they had intimacy but just not sex yeah is that the case or well, yeah. they just was happy not to have anything just kind of be partners I'm not going to say too much because I'm not going to their permission okay yeah um, no, alright but they were happy to kind of exist together um, but sexually there wasn't much of that now you mentioned about couples changing over the years and things happening that you know the man I've expected them they're a completely different person and then now the per, you know the spouse is left with well well who's this person yeah. so you know looking at things like death for instance how how do you work around that in terms of you know somebody's you know father's passed away and their mother's passed away their brother's passed away or whichever um, and now they're coming and it's breaking apart the the relationship because they were really close. Mm. So how how do you actually work around that in in a brother, or how would you work around it in a brother? I've not. It's not something I've had myself yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really interesting you say that. Um, I think death is when it, it impacts everybody, regardless if you're in a relationship or not. It's got to be a massive big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently can I say recently? No, last year um, on my podcast. I interviewed a friend of mine called Prash. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife um, had cancer, um, I believe was, um, I can't remember what type of cancer it was, um, but it was type three mm-hmm. um, and then rapidly increased. Mm-hmm. And um, he's got an amazing book out, um, mm-hmm. which I can give you details for. Um, and in this um, interview that I had with him, um, we were just talking about how do you prepare for your wife about to leave? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you've got a partner, mm-hmm. you've had her, you've been together for so many years and then you get this traumatic news that mm-hmm. in the next six months to a year, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be over. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, um, 
in his book and even in the conversation, he was quite um, graceful by saying um, that it's something you take day by day. Mm-hmm. It's something that you plan for, but even when in preparation, um, it goes out the window when it happens. It's a bit like on a plane, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they say to you, in the event of a fire or a plane, here's the actions you do. And then you, everyone's like, yeah, 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 I get it. But when that plane's going down, that's out your head. That's like, forget, I'm putting my head between my ass. I, we're, we're going down. Uh-huh. Damn it, give me some kind of rescue, give me a parachute. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I would, I'm scared of parachute, I'm scared of heights. Mm-hmm. But I think if the plane was going down, I think I'd find the courage to jump. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, you do all the preparation that you can, but when it happened, um, it's literally, like I said previously, mm-hmm. that new person has opened that door and you've never met them before. Mm-hmm. And you've now got to learn how to live with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so in answering someone who, um, who's lost somebody in um, bereavement, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a partner or a family member or a close parent, Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely about taking that time um, of support. I think that's when your partner has to 100% step up mm. um, and learn to not only give you space, mm-hmm. um, but to also be in your space. It's such a difficult um, way to work because you have to give them space to, to grieve, mm-hmm. but you've also got to be in that space to support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's the, the responsibility of a partner um, when kind of going through grief, but not forgetting to safeguard themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because while your partner's going through that um, situation of grieving, you're, you're too grieving because you've also lost somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might not be as close as the person who's lost, but you've lost as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, like I said, it's a very difficult dynamic because although you're in their space, but not in their space, they're also at some point going to be in your space and not your space as well. Uh, I think the only um, close example I can think of where uh, myself has been impacted, but I've seen it um, in a, another couple, is my parents. Um, when my mum and my stepdad lost my nan, because my mum my mum lost her mum, mm-hmm. um, she became she didn't come distant, mm-hmm. but you could see the pain on her face, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he had to step up, mm-hmm. um, and he had to be around her enough to say, "I'm here if you need me or when you need me." Mm-hmm but I'm also going to be around to try and pull you out of it. Mm-hmm. Because we, we can grieve and we've got to grieve, mm-hmm. but how long are we going to grieve for? Because mm-hmm. we can't both grieve for mm-hmm. such a long period of time. And it's, it's a bit of a sore subject because some people, you know, how long do you grieve for? Mm-hmm. Some people need five years, some mm-hmm. people need months. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on that person, mm-hmm. um, really. No, no, I can understand that. And another one of the, the five that you, you mentioned in terms of... Um, that impacts couples the most is finances. Oh, sweet Lord. So when it comes to finances, I mean, I suppose you've got two sides of the coin where you may have one person who's more of a breadwinner and that impacts the relationship negatively, whether that be preconceived ideas of, like, let's say, for instance, the woman is the breadwinner and the man's not um, earning as much. So he could feel like, oh, I'm not being a man. And then, you know, she could be going on a day to day and fine. She's not even probably thinking that, oh, my, my man ain't even stepping up. She's probably yeah. fine. But then he probably thinks that she is and that can cause conflict or vice versa. If um, she does actually feel like, OK, look, he's not sitting, you know, he's not really doing enough. You know, him wanting to be a, a drummer isn't, isn't working out here. You know, like we, we need to do something. So how do you deal with those? Because you've got on one scale somebody who is trying, you know, to follow the dream or maybe he's not even following his dream. Maybe he's mm. just working, but just not earning as much as she would like or he, he himself would like. So how do you plan for that? Because I know you spoke in the beginning about, um, you know, plans and making sure that they check in on each other in terms of what plans are 
um, being made, I guess. So how would you suggest that they plan forward for that? And I take it in both directions, one where the, there is conflict because of a preconceived idea and one where there actually it, there's conflict because it's a real thing. Yeah. One of the things I, um, there's a film, there's a film and animation called Inside Out, though if you've seen it before. Yeah. Kids program, sometimes they're better than adults. <laughs> I agree with that. And um, the reason I mentioned that, because when I talked to a couple about um, that program, um, which I do think is an amazing one, mm. I usually talk about the red button. Okay. Mm. Um, what is your red button? So for most couples, um, their red button is finances. Mm -hmm. So you're usually fine between the two that one will, will be pushing that red button because they're either uncomfortable about it mm -hmm. or they're unhappy about it mm -hmm. or they're annoyed about it. Whatever the reason is, that red button's getting pushed. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, because he, she's making more money than he is or, you know, for different various reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, it does cause a lot of conflict. What advice would I give? Mm. Um, it's kind of difficult mm. because um, some couples thrive and do well mm -hmm. on one income mm -hmm. um, and want more mm -hmm. and, 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 and just kind of like, you know, find ways to do it. Mm -hmm. um, what I would say um, for any couple on finances, uh, and some people might not like this one, but it's true. Communication is the key. Mm. Okay, always fundamental. Um, you've got to talk about your red button. So, and I'll, just, I'll, I'll share a bit about myself. So I don't like talking about finances. Mm. Uh, I came from a household where there was never enough money anyway. Mm -hmm. So we might have, technically you could say you grew up poor, mm -hmm. but you never knew that from a young age. Mm -hmm. Your mum always prepared and prefer, um, made what you needed. Mm -hmm. Until you get to that stage where you're the person, the breadwinner in your household, and you're thinking, my God, how did she make this work? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and so that was something early in my relationship with Sam where um, I hated talking about it. She'd be like, we need to save some money. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, well, why? Like, saving doesn't mean I can spend now. Saving means storing. Mm. Well, what are we storing for? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, cool. We put money down, but what are we going to do with that? Mm -hmm. And then sometimes, you know, I'm sharing a bit now. She'll be, sure, she'll be all right. Mm -hmm. It'd be a case of her saying, no, we need to go and buy this. And it's like, okay, well, I didn't plan to buy that. Like, why are we buying that for? Mm -hmm. Okay, we need to do this. So why are we doing that? So that red button in our relationship got pressed a lot. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, well, I don't want to do that. So I came very protective of my money. Mm -hmm. um, and what then happened was, in our relationship, it was became mine and hers. Mm -hmm. So whatever money I brought into the household was mine. Mm -hmm. Whatever money she brought into the household was hers. Mm -hmm. And it was, play, it was like playing blackjack. Well, I put this money down for mm -hmm. the bills. You put that money down for the bills. Mm -hmm. I put that money down for the car. You put that money down for the car. Mm -hmm. Blackjack, I'm keeping the rest of my money for myself. Mm -hmm. Because I want to go and buy some trainers. Mm -hmm. Or... Uh, I don't know, I want to go and spend money on myself, I want to go with my friends. Mm -hmm. um, and it might be a case of, well, we still need to pay for, for this. Mm -hmm. Well, I've, I've called out, mm -hmm. I've put my money into your turn now. Mm -hmm. You pull it in. Mm -hmm. And that caused massive issues mm -hmm. because actually it was we were learning to distrust each other. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't because we distrusted each other that you're going to run off and cheat with somebody else. Mm -hmm. It was because actually you hold finance over me. Mm -hmm. So you're not prepared to invest in me. Mm -hmm. So I'm not talking to you. And that caused a massive issue. Mm -hmm. uh, thank God it didn't break us. Um, and we've learned a lot from it mm -hmm. to the point where we had our children and um, mm -hmm. she stopped working. Mm -hmm. And I became the main breadwinner for the household. Mm -hmm. um, and like for any couple, it's difficult because you're, you're leaving off one budget and you, but you're still making life work. Mm -hmm. And what we had to learn from that, which is what the point I'm trying to get to now mm -hmm. is we had to learn to communicate mm -hmm learn to understand finance mm -hmm. 
So at one point, you know, money was just money. It came in and it, you paid for stuff. Mm-hmm. But not looking at the value of what actually investing is, if we put this money down here, mm-hmm. then at a date further down the line, we might need it for something else. Or mm-hmm. actually we could invest it in something else mm-hmm. and there's going to be a better benefit from it. Yeah. So it took a lot of learning from both of us, particularly myself, mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I'm not the best person with finances okay. um, in terms mm-hmm. of, if I want something, I'm going to go and get it. Mm. Um, I work hard for my money. Mm-hmm. I work hard for the, the money that we get in here. So if I want to go and buy that computer, I'm going to buy the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you realise that that's just being selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I learned very quickly that actually um, savings are good because if you want that laptop, you could probably buy it in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get it now. Mm-hmm. Actually, the needs of your relationship is more important. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also great for my wife because she had to learn how I understood money so mm-hmm. actually it was a case of well actually yeah he has worked hard mm-hmm. so he does deserve to get that I don't want to be a burden on a, on a problem mm-hmm. um, and so we learned from that from each other about mm-hmm. how to budget and finance and save mm-hmm. other couples who I've spoken to um, about finances and, and worked with there's that thing of we should have one account mm-hmm. again it takes a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for trust mm-hmm. Um, to do something like that because it's one account that you're both dipping into Mm -hmm. so if you're used to having your own money Mm -hmm. and you know what's coming out because you're the only person putting the card in Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. when it's a one account and you're both dipping the card in Mm -hmm. and you're not communicating on I'm just going to go and buy this today and you think to yourself I had £400 there today and now I've got £200 Mm -hmm. where's my money gone Mm -hmm. Um, it can cause issues but again Mm -hmm. like I said before and I will keep saying communication is Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest fundamental for any couple or any mm-hmm. relationship going mm-hmm. um, so yes I would say that you need to be talking on that mm-hmm. and also and this is something that some couples might be embarrassed about but you've got to do it money management mm-hmm. you've got there's so many apps out there there's so much tutorials on YouTube Yeah, learn how Definitely. to save your money and Definitely. that's like some people are like we never got enough mm-hmm. but then save a pound a month mm-hmm. you know what I mean and some people are asking you can't do nothing with a pound you can't but over a year and it's also it's, it's also the mentality of getting or getting into that mentality of okay you're saving and you have a, at least a collection part to to put into something else yes yeah, absolutely you know um there, there's just so many different information like you said there's books out there regarding um finances that people can tap into um in terms of money management and how to actually spread your um your income mm. out um you know over the month and things like that so yeah, I definitely put some of those in the link because um, I've read some good ones over the years. Loved man. So how would you say that you're you're as as a new business, as a um, you know a new startup? Mm. How are you currently marketing, a brother? So marketing, I'm um, um, I'm using a lot of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people be like, why don't you just get your website sorted? Well, uh, when you're starting your business, like I've got a young family um, and like I said earlier, it's one income coming through. Mm-hmm. So you've got to learn how to be smart when marketing and investing. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things I've got to mention, which um, when Abrava um, kicked off, mm-hmm. was um, a great and amazing business partner, Denzel and Edmead. Because mm-hmm. um, when I first started the business, I had no idea about how business works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Denzel? Yeah, I know Denzel. Small world, man. <laughs> so um, yeah, when... Um, I didn't have had any idea how the business world worked mm-hmm. um, and where to go with it or which direction to move with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, mm. um, I mentioned Denzel. We had, so we used to go to the same church together mm-hmm. and uh, I've seen him in passing. He's a kind of um, 
he's an excitable guy. So mm-hmm. if you've ever met, met Denzel, mm-hmm. he's listening to you. Hi. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an excitable guy. He's full of energy, great guy. Mm-hmm. And so we used to pass light ships in the night. How are you doing? You're right. Are you good? Like to see you and then get off. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I remember one time I was sitting down and I was like, how do I get this started? And something came to me, you need to go and ch- talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know Denzel did really biz- did business. Yeah, yeah. But something about me was like, you need to go and talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know why, but okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I see him, mm-hmm. then I'll approach him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just so happened that when that happened, he was sitting three chairs behind me. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't usually come to the service that I usually go to at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like we usually, like I said, we pass each other. Mm-hmm. So we're very rarely in the same space at the same time. Mm-hmm. So for him to be sitting three chairs behind me mm-hmm. at the same time that came to my head of you need to speak to this guy mm-hmm. I was like I've got to act on this straight away mm-hmm. so um, we talked and we worked on it and uh, he was a great support in terms of helping us with um, launching it on social media mm-hmm. getting our t- um, videos out there mm-hmm. so um, you can still see them now on YouTube mm-hmm. um, under Gen Hope and under Abrava um, mm-hmm. doing top tips mm-hmm. where myself and my wife mm-hmm. are um, doing tips from our experience mm-hmm. on how to get around stuff which mm-hmm. could be um, communication mm-hmm. finances um, just different areas even mental health so there's top mm-hmm. tips on YouTube that you can find mm-hmm. so um, we use social media business cards mm-hmm. um, business network events Mm-hmm. Um, and then also um, working with um, counsellors. Mm-hmm. So sometimes quite a few of our um, referrals mm-hmm. have been from counsellors mm-hmm. where they've sat down with a couple and said, we've, we've counselled you enough now. Mm-hmm. What you need is to build. Mm-hmm. And actually to build, you need to go and speak to a coach. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they would say, here's a brava, go and check these guys out, see what you oh, think. Oh, nice, nice. Um, and, yeah, mm-hmm. so that works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the next, I mean, there's different stages. The next stage for me is... Um, launching a event that we were hoping to do this year um we're going to be trying to do one on our own independent self mm-hmm. in birmingham more details to come on that one mm-hmm. and the second one will be working hopefully mm-hmm. um with a um church of england organization okay who's going to financially support us on that one mm-hmm. to run a um best practice day okay and if it works in its full fulfillment it would be excellent could be mm-hmm. the first of its kind Mm-hmm. where you're getting um, around the table for best practice, mm-hmm. Muslims, um, Jewish, mm-hmm. Christians, Catholics, mm-hmm. um, Mormons, mm-hmm. and Quakers, um, around one table in a okay. forum mm-hmm. talking about marriage and their relationships. Okay, okay. Um, so I'm very, um, I'm very interested and excited about that one. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a very interesting table very. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're going to have some interesting views that come up. Um, Indeed. Yeah, you're gonna have to put out some disclaimers first. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Dre, that that sounds really good, man. What else have you got coming up over the next like one to three years? Where can what can we expect from a brother? Um, or where do you see yourself in the next one to three years? Wow. So a brother in three years time. I mean, there's the uh, the big dream, mm-hmm. which we talked we we're talking about. We talked about that before, didn't we? The big dream which I won't share now, just in case <laughs> someone's listening and tries to steal my dream. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in three years' time, I totally believe that um, we will be having a lot more coaches under Brava. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it won't just be myself and Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be a lot more coaches um, coaching and supporting. Mm-hmm. We're educate, because coaching is very much an American thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in America, people pay for coaching 
reviving thinking about it. Mm-hmm. In England, we think it's more for counselling that we would rather see. So mm-hmm. there'd be a lot more increase in people understanding how coaching works and accessing it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot more material online that people can practice at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be stuff that people can sit down and look at and practice in their household. Yeah. Uh, particularly one for men that I'm, we're, we're developing is men don't like going to sessions so if you mention to a guy that we're going to counselling mm-hmm. he'll freak out mm-hmm. and be like I'm not going but when a guy talks about going counselling it means listen we're about to break up unless we get this sorted mm-hmm. so we're developing a, um, a Brava app mm-hmm. where um, you should be able to be at home and get the services from a Brava mm-hmm. in one place without having to travel out mm-hmm. um, and the answer's being answered there as well mm-hmm. um, and then we'll also have in three years um or more sooner than three years, mm-hmm. a lot more forums. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as experience I've got in, 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 in my marriage, mm-hmm. and as much as I can talk from a coaching perspective, mm-hmm. I believe that when you sit with another couple and hear their experience and their journeys, mm-hmm. whether it's been great or whether it's been difficult, but mm-hmm. they can talk to you about an end. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I always get uh, motivation from seeing something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, you would definitely see, like I said, coming soon this year, a forum and you'll see a lot more of them that people can access yeah yeah um yeah and so yeah that's what you're going to see from a brother sounds really good man now you know just before we wrap up if you could tell your younger self anything you know um you know some advice you'd give to your younger self you've got two sons now what would you what type of advice would you give them particularly around relationships well maybe just you know becoming a man what would i say about relationships don't go out with the French can I joke him I went, I went out with a French person um, <laughs> nothing could get to French but I went out with a partner who was from a French background that was such an eye opener um, hopefully she's not listening <laughs> but um, what would I tell my younger self I think one of the things that I would tell myself mm-hmm. is um, it's achievable um, and the reason why I say that is because like I said my well to relationships were um Parents being divorced, mm-hmm. um, friends around us, parents being divorced as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of borrowing papers, dads, because you didn't have one at home. Mm-hmm. So you kind of grow up thinking, all right, I'm going to end up being in prison. I'm going mm-hmm. to have 15 kids. doesn't help as well when you're in school, more places than people say to you, you're going to be in prison, you're going to have enough kids. Um, and so, ha, unlucky on you people. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, um, it's achievable, because I thought about would one day, could I get married? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I am. Um, but at a younger age Mm -hmm. you'd never believe that it's possible Mm -hmm. particularly with certain relationships Mm -hmm. you think to yourself this is it Mm -hmm. you know your your life is going to go this direction and Mm -hmm. it doesn't Mm -hmm. so that's the advice I would give to my younger self the advice I would give to younger boys Mm -hmm. who are listening Mm -hmm. is um, we say it to girls quite a lot but I'm going to say it to boys is respect yourself Mm -hmm. Um, respect yourself in terms of um, how you conduct yourself Mm-hmm. how you um, present yourself and that doesn't mean like you know you have to dress in a tie and suit and stuff like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. but presentation is is key you know what I mean like a lot of young boys that I see nowadays they're very invested in an image mm-hmm. that's sometimes very different to their personality mm-hmm. so some guys will kind of give it off like you know bake it till you make it mm-hmm. acting like you've got all the money in the world mm-hmm. and you can't put two pounds together mm-hmm. um, so I would say guys you know um watch how yourself is and get some mentorship mm. get mm. Uh, get some accountability mm. find some guys there's plenty of older guys out there you can mm. speak to mm. um, who you can talk to and try and get some good invested advice if not 
come grab us on um, Instagram yeah. and we can help. Um, and my last bit I would say to young ladies is um, if you're a diamond, make sure you wrap it up. And the reason I say that is because nowadays so many girls think that what girls want is a half naked lady. And one saying that my mum used to say to me from a young age that I hold value now is, why buy the cow if you can have the milk? Mm-hmm. Okay, and a lot of girls just giving out a whole bag of milk. <laughs> <laughs> and and then saying where's all the good guys mm-hmm. well a good guy he, he doesn't want your milk he wants the cow mm-hmm. but you've given out too much milk mm-hmm. and it comes with a title like you know some guys might look and be like I don't want her because she holds a representation mm-hmm. she holds a title mm-hmm. and some people might be like you can't say that but it's true like I went to an event on Saturday and uh, I was so shocked to see some how some of these young girls were going on mm-hmm. um, some girls really attractive look really well I shouldn't say look really smart but look really smart mm-hmm. really well kept together mm-hmm. giving each other lap dances mm-hmm. and I said to my wife if I was their age I'd look at her and be like I'd be on her mm-hmm. but I wouldn't want to marry her that's mm-hmm. not the kind of girl you want to bring home to mommy mm-hmm. um, and so if you want um, a great relationship then you have to start putting that out from now mm-hmm. um, and yeah I know you might say it's just a bit of fun well you know find a different way of having fun mm-hmm. That's just my. I sound like a granddad now. <laughs> I, am, I am now a parent with two kids now. Yeah. My, my my view of the world is very different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just um, you know, look after yourself and present yourself a bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No man, wise words of wisdom that we've, we've had over this past hour, definitely for sure. So, Jermaine, where can people find you? Where can they find a Brava? What's your Instagram handle? What's the website that's soon to come? What's the address? So, the website will be coming soon. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people say that and I ain't got nothing coming out of So it depends on how you interpret it soon. Um, it's not coming in the next two weeks, but it's coming at some point. Okay, cool. Um, this year, but, yeah. Um, well, see, this year is quite long, isn't it? <laughs> we're in the sixth month. But um, no, Instagram at the moment, we're definitely always putting content on there. So um, if I'm not putting a video, then we're putting some wise words that people can try. And we're putting on coaching techniques as well that people can listen to. And what's the account name? Uh, so the account is um, the same, Abrava. If you wa- How do you spell that? So Abrava is A-B... I've almost forgot to spell my own name. A-B-R-A-B-A-H. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whack that into any search engine. Mm-hmm. Um, so put that into Google mm-hmm. and you will get our um, social media account. Mm-hmm. You'll get our YouTube account. Mm-hmm. Um, anything to do with Abrava, you'll see straight pinned on there mm-hmm. and you'll get all your information. Fantastic. Jermaine Bowiesmith, thank you very much. This has been Business Marketing Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl James. We thank you for your listening time. We'll see you next week. This is the Business Marketing and Finance Podcast. The podcast for all your business marketing and financial needs. Get insight from experienced professionals as they delve deep into their passions and share their knowledge each week with your host, Daryl James. Like to follow or learn more? You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button now.